A man born in rural Europe took a whole empire almost by himself. Today, we learn the story of Cortez and the conquering of the Aztecs. This is Casual History. Hey, Jeffrey, welcome back to another episode of Casual History. Thanks for having me on <laughs> oh, again. Of course. I'm always glad to have you here to bounce off ideas, yeah. stuff like that. This on your podcast. On my podcast. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> well, today it is your podcast. I guess so. I guess so. I guess we I'm taking over. We always every week. So. That's right. Um, what did you... Well, do we, before we get into that, how's your mm-hmm. week? It's, Up- it's been, it's been uh, a lot, but it's been good. It's been good. How about yourself? Going well. Yeah. Um, going well. I put out the five minute history on Thursday on accident because I um, got really busy on Wednesday and of completely course. dropped the ball. That's okay. Um, but if you guys haven't heard it, um, it's about unearthed Roman treasure. Oh yeah, actual treasure hunt. Um, yeah, come well, check it out. It wasn't a treasure hunt, but it was a, a funny discovery that happened in in Britain. Um, nice. Yeah. Anyway, no, that's uh, good. No, you need did to plug that it. on good. Thursday. Um, if we're oh, just yeah. talking podcast stuff, I have been yeah. reading a lot. I've picked up a few books at a garage sale. So, oh, have you just yeah. here recently, <laughs> dude? I want to go to some garage sales. Yeah, I hit like four or five on Saturday. Yeah, um, or yesterday. So, dang, found a few books. Hopefully, that'll um, maybe make it into some of the next podcasts. You yeah, know? they're good little history stuff. It's oh, always good. Fun to they're find. history books. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've only stopped at one, and it was basically nothing. Well, there last nothing this good. weekend or last weekend? Uh, like a week ago. Mm. I stopped at one that was just right around here in our neighborhood, but uh, yeah, that's neither here or there. <laughs> Didn't find anything? No, 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 no. It was nothing. Uh, there was really nothing out there. There was like a couple pots and stuff like that, but uh, it's always kind of fun to find stuff. There. It is. It's a treasure hunt in itself. That's what I have the. I've, I'm starting to realize. I'm like, oh, this is this kind fun. of addicting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Especially yeah. if you could find like really cool pieces or games. Exactly. Or like Older that. pieces. I found a cool painting that was from a, a while ago. Oh, cool. Um, I don't know the date, but. Anyway, heck yeah, that's what I've been up to, Jake. Well, perfect, perfect. Well, what are we today, talking about today? We're going to be talking about Cortez. Cortez, yes, Cortez. Um, the and the conquering of the Aztecs. Yeah, the bloodbath. Yes. That's right. You know the story, obviously, right? A little bit, a little bit of the story. Um, okay. I wouldn't. I don't know the. Again, I don't know more than the surface level of his life, Jeffrey. So, Jeffrey, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, that's what I'm here. I'm perfect. here to give you context to both sides. You know, give you how they grew up, what happened, perfect, the whole story. So I'm here for that. Well, enlighten <laughs> me. Let's get into it, guys. All right. Well, the first thing I was going to start with was about the Aztecs and go, kind of go down the rabbit hole of that. Okay. Um, so the mythologic, uh, mythology of the Aztec civilization is filled with ancient and wild stories of creation, xenomorphism, and brutality. Uh, the Aztecs dominated central Mexico in the 1400s and early 1500s. And according to legend, they came to Mexico from an ancient land called Aztaland. Aztaland? Right. Kind of similar mm-hmm. to their name already. Okay. Uh, although Aztec mythology is not as extensive as its Greek or Roman counterparts, mainly because of lots of Aztec history was lost after the Spanish conquest, and because the Aztec Empire survived less than 100 years, it is a mythology full of splendid gods and human sacrifices performed to honor these gods. Hmm. So it was definitely very brutal. Yeah. One of them being Quetzalcoatl. That's right. We're, I'm going to bring that name up. So whenever Perfect. I do, uh, tell in. me what you know. Yeah, I'll go in on what um, I know about Quetzalcoatl. Yes. The Aztecs valued highly the skills of warriors above all others. And this emphasis allowed them to have an advantage against rival tribes in the region. Hmm. This meant that the Aztecs could collect tribute from the rivals, which led to them becoming the largest military empire in central Mexico. Hmm. Uh they built immense buildings of, with grandeur design and uh, flourished in the arts. Where they the were, ad- sorry to interrupt, yeah. but they were really big on stonework too, right? Oh, for sure. From what I, from what I remember reading, um, like they were one of the first, the interlocking stones. Um, yes. If you look at some of their buildings, it's insane. And they're like yeah. t- megalithic um, structures. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, man. I um, got it. I wonder if those are learned during then or passed down from other past civilizations and stuff like that. Yeah, like, like how man, to do it. Yeah, 
just perfected that art as well as astrology. They mm-hmm. they were so good at astrology uh, during their short reign. I was it's very always very interesting where that knowledge comes from. But I guess when you don't have tech or electricity, like what are you, you looking? You at study too? the world of around you and what's out there. And yeah. in the night sky, what are you looking at? You yeah. Know? Um, but I always find it interesting the realization that I mean, there's a there's obviously a feeling or thoughts from someone to go. This is somehow connected to down here, right? So, like oh, to, sure. to predict the seasons, to predict uh, good crops, like what kind of thinking that takes. Oh yeah, and kind of uh, they were able to track every like every solstice, major star yeah, and, and planet in the solar system up to like years and years in advance. Yeah, which is wild. Yeah, it is crazy. But that, that thought, yes, yeah. fucks me up. <laughs> Someone has to go. Wait a minute. That means something to down here. Well, yeah. Obviously, maybe when you're when you don't like you said you don't have m- much around you. <laughs> I mean, as humans, don't we don't we look up to the stars at night? You know, not anymore. Wonder what that is out there. Not anymore. Not anymore. I don't like to think that. <laughs> I, I think I think ninety percent of people don't. Well, I think everybody up, you know? everybody on this podcast take some time. You know what I mean? Sit outside tonight and just look up to the stars and wonder your place in it. You know what I mean? Your think place about is those... on a rock floating through space. That's right. You're spinning on a rock <laughs> floating through space. We just have a lot of ma- moss and algae you know I mean? <laughs> growing the entire. Yeah, we're yeah. a dirty planet. We're yeah. a dirty rock. That's all. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> continue. So where the Aztecs differed from other uh, Mesoamerican civilizations was uh, their penchant for human sacrifice. I've heard about this. Yes. So although human sacrifice to the gods was common amongst the tribes in Mexico at the time, the Aztec culture took it a little bit higher in the level. <laughs> Thousands of sacrifices in a single day were not uncommon. Uh, the Aztecs dedicated that human blood to be fed to the sun god for the sun to rise each day. Hmm. So they believe by killing these people, that's the only reason why the sun was coming up the next day. Wow. Um, that's some pressure. That's, that's a lot of pressure. And you got to imagine people, if people believe that, right? If their people were going to be in eternal darkness, that people would volunteer. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, sacrifices were conducted on top of the pyramids in front of spectators. Hearts were cut from living victims, and blood would flow down the steps at all hours of the day and night. Wow. Yeah, I, I, can, I can only imagine. Uh, yeah, it reminds me of, um, this is going to sound bad. Maybe it won't what? sound bad. The Indiana Jones movie where he grabs a heart. You know, oh, yeah. He's like, from that tribe? From living, and it's li- beating in his hand, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, but the fact that that really happened to thousands of people on a daily I'm basis. I'm sure it didn't beat still, no, but no, they well, took out the heart, which is yeah, crazy. That is pretty crazy. Um, oh, I can't imagine. Sorry, that just yeah, puts it's an a image wild in my mind image. To like to physically put myself in that mindset of that happened. Yeah. Or that happening to me or yeah. me witnessing just that happening. Just thousands of people dying every day for because they believe the sun won't rise the next day if they don't, hmm. which is crazy. Uh, Everyday items as well as colors, animals, numbers, and dates on the calendar had special meanings because each was associated with a deity. Hmm. A rattlesnake, for example, was thought to represent the Aztec creator god. What was the name you just said before? Quetzalcoatl, the snake, the feathered serpent, you mean? It says uh, a rattlesnake. Okay, yeah. It said in the uh, research. Although due to the abundance in tribes and civilizations around Mexico and the southern American area, many Aztec beliefs were absorbed from earlier civilizations who had already developed a body of myths and legends, mm-hmm. notably the Olmecs and the Tolmecs. Yeah. Uh, the Maya of the southern Mexico also shared many religious and mythological traits and traditions with the Aztecs. Um, Quetzalcoatl was one of the several Aztec creator gods. I think he was a son, if I'm not mistaken. He was one of four sons okay. of their main god, Olmetec, Olmecal, uh I can't yeah. think of it. I can't remember pronounce the name correctly, but if I'm not mistaken, I think he's one of the four of the gods. Sons. Yeah, the creator gods. Gotcha. Um, and he's known as the feathered serpent, Quetzalcoatl. Oh. Uh, Aztec legend states that he contributed to the creation of man, all of mankind. Mm-hmm. He was feathered, flying serpent, and a boundary marker between earth and the sky. Right. A feathered serpent deity like Quetzalcoatl was worshipped by many different groups throughout Mesoamerican history. And it's widely acknowledged that the Aztecs were not the only people who worshipped him. Dude, th- this rabbit hole yeah. is going to be a whole separate rabbit hole. Well, you need to do a full oh, thing I, on I it. Will. I will. That's what I'm preparing for. But this Quetzalcoatl <laughs> god, right? Yeah. He was seen as a god. But he was an actual... 
at one yeah. point he was a person, right? See, that's so that's po- the knowledge I didn't know, and uh, Jeffrey had told me this earlier um, when I brought up that name, Quetzalcoatl, that Jeffrey knew that apparently uh, in legend that he was a real person. He existed. Right. So, so supposedly um, he was a, a pale-skinned man, um, and he had a beard. I believe it was known that he had white beard, like a white hair, white beard type thing. Um, and there's connections between basically. So when we're talking about Cortez, the whole reason why, which you're going to explain this, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. Why was because of Quetzalcoatl was the reason why he was able to even get in the walls. Because, oh yeah, for sure. So Quetzalcoatl, from my knowledge, was like you said, a god that they've worshipped for a long time, mm-hmm. and he left at one point. So the the legend goes that he left over the sea, right? Like mm-hmm. he disappeared into the sea by walking on the water, type thing, right? Um disappearing into fog there's some line that's really good again i want to do a whole separate thing in quetzalcoatl because this the spread i'm really excited if you can't tell yeah no of course the 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 level of uh depth that this whole story has and the connections Mm -hmm. to um to other civilizations other civilizations in different parts of the world even Mm. um which partly relates to egypt again i always connect things to egypt but there's a connection and i want to get into that so you're telling me there's a point. conspiracy theory <laughs> it's not a conspiracy so there's certain legends that are so similar that at what point does it become coincidence at what point is it um the universal same person that, or universal yes. thoughts so there's a there's a whole tangent here about um a guy pale-skinned man um feathered serpent right is what he was known as right. but when they would do symbols of him um, there's him holding a bag and there's different interpretations of that, um, in different civilizations, mm. um, whether it be, it could be knowledge, it knowledge. Could be, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's really, really interesting. And I don't want to get hung up here because it's so much that I would love to, but I really want to do it justice. <laughs> okay. So Quetzalcoatl though, in short, yes. Yeah. So you heard from him. Could be have been waiting a real man. This. I say could have been because it's by, based on legend, of course. Of course. But, um, it's... There's a lot of different reasons to think that it was a real person. Interesting. That again could have been a European, could like could have been a different person, right? Or a, of a different civilization, hmm. and he was traveling through and became known as a god, um, right? And th- he had special powers, supposedly. Again, being able to like strike lightning down with his fist, like there's You're different kidding. things or fire. There's um, different uh, attributes that supposedly he had um, that made him a god, right? All right. And so, again, ready for the craziest idea, thought process go ever? Go for it. Go for it. We finally discovered time travel. A future person came back with a lighter, brought yeah, lighter. fire from his hand. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He ended up in the wrong place, Elon and he was Musk like, I got to go back. Thrower. Elon Musk with a flamethrower. <laughs> he was like, wow, this is not where I meant to go, guys. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Became a god, left. He knew he had to go over the sea <laughs> to do something else. Right. Like, I got to get somewhere else. But, there you go. You know. The proof of time travel. You hear it here first on Casual History. But he did travel with a few other people, supposedly. Um, huh. Like it was an old... That looked he, like him as he well? He was an old man, older man, and supposedly he had a few other people with him. Mm. Um, again, there's it's a whole, a yeah. whole thing. But... So that's a good footnote for people to know reasons why when we get to Cortez coming yes, back around, course. why he was even allowed in the tribe to like, yeah, for this, so much havoc. Happen. Yeah. And it, it caught him by the surprise. For so. sure. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to continue. That was uh, a good side note though. Yeah, that is a good side note. Uh, the capital city of the Aztec empire was Tecticlan. I believe is how you pronounce it. Tecticlon. I've been working on that. Okay. So that actually felt pretty good to say. Tecticlon. Nice. Uh, it was built on an island in a lake of Texacoco, I think is how you say it, in the Valley of Mexico. Um, Tetaclon was connected by bridges that would be pulled away to defend the city and was interlaced with canals. Uh, all sections of the ancient city would be visited either on foot or via canoe. The city contained marketplaces, public buildings, homes, temples, and palaces, and uh, the center of the city contained temples and palaces in the very middle. Wow. That's uh, a, that kind of sounds like Atlantis, right? It kind of does, doesn't it? It <laughs> sounds like a very similar design. Yeah, design. but on an island. Yeah, but on well, Atlantis was an island. Yeah, of course. But I'm just saying, like, it's very Bridges, interesting too. You know, I uh, when I first even again, I've I've heard this story several times, oh, like in school in different versions of it. But uh, I don't think I remember ever hearing that it was on an island. Hmm. With retractable bridges. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So that, that's a very interesting thing to me. 
uh, just reading that now. This but, being the hub city or this being the city that Cortez Oh, yeah, this is the capital city. Okay. This is Tetraclon. Okay. Uh, but soon something new would arrive on its shores, and that person was named Cortez. Hernan Cortez, to be exact. Hernan Cortez. And so let's let's get into a little bit of his life. Yeah, let's do it. Get a little context with him. Uh, Cortez was born in 1485 in Mel- uh, Medellin, Spain. Okay. And he was the only son of a noble, though not wealthy, parents. Um, at age 14, Cortez was sent to study at the law. Uh, he studied law at University of Salmeca. Salmeca? Salmoneca. How do you say that? Okay, just confidence. You yes, got it. Yes, that's right. <laughs> but he was restless and unhappy. Of course he was. Uh, he became fascinated with the tales of Christopher Columbus, New World's Explorations. So he was inspired mm. by the man Christopher Columbus. Yeah, which I don't really care for. But I don't, I don't like the man either, but I'm sure the legend of him sounded True. nice. He was a celebrity, I'm sure. Of course. Which is the reason why he, he got out of a lot of stuff was because he was celebrity and the people loved him of course so i'm sure that the sentiment uh of the things he did were more in line with what normal people believe the normalcy yeah too so he probably looked less bad if there was some stuff leaked about him but uh yeah yeah we know we know who he really is uh if you guys (laughs) don't know what we're referencing we did a whole podcast on christopher columbus we did and get to get to really know his true history and what he really did uh, wasn't the greatest guy. No, he wasn't. That's so, the spoiler alert. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Columbus had landed at uh, San Salvador and explored the West Indies in 1492, of course, mm-hmm. when Cortez was a young boy. Columbus had set sail hoping to find a route to Asia or India, nutmeg, cloves, and promenander from the Indonesian spice islands and pepper and cinnamon from the Inca uh, from India were in high demand. Uh, in the 15th century, Europe... Asia and Africa were at the epicenter of a global exchange of goods. Also for Europeans, curiosities of different cultures continued to emerge. Um, this Afro-Eurasian economy created an interwoven connection between India, China, and the Middle East, Africa, and Europe. So really, this boosted the the seeds of exploration yes. and uh, adventure. <laughs> That's right. So the need for uh, more trade goods, learning... Uh, Seeking out new allies and possibly finding a buttload of gold and becoming famous. The world you know becoming I mean? more connected of with demands of different items and spices and goods. Yeah, of okay. course. So Cortez was eager to be a part of the dynamic movement. Um, for individual explorers, gaining public fame could potentially make them rich. He decided to seek fortune and adventure in Hispaniola, modern-day Dominican Republic in Haiti. Hmm. Uh, Hispaniola was the city... Like Christopher Columbus found, founded, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, 1504, at age 19, Cortez set sail for the New World. Wow. So, yeah, Hispaniola, I believe, was the city so interconnected we about with this, Columbus. Yeah, where he was told never to return because he... That's right. All that, there's a whole drama set that happened at Hispaniola. That's right. Um, wow, yeah, okay, that's interesting that that's connected. Oh, yeah, it seems that he, him being so inspired by Columbus led to a lot of his connections And he early. followed in his suit, didn't he? He did. He followed in his footsteps. Genocide. Jesus. Good Lord. Okay. Um. <laughs> so Cortez spent several years, uh, seven years exactly, in Hispaniola, living in a new town of Azula and working as a uh, notary and farmer. Hmm. And in 1511, he joined, he joined Diego Valesquez's expedition to conquer Cuba. There, Cortez served as a clerk to the treasurer and later as mayor of Santiago. Despite his success, Cortez was hungry for more power and greater thrills. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the power for more. That's right. Lures he, a lot of people. He convinced Valaquez, the governor of Cuba, to let him lead an expedition to Mexico. Valaquez canceled the voyage at the last minute. Ignoring his orders, Cortez went ahead and set sail with 11 ships and more than 500 men anyway. Wow. That's right. So he, did, he denied direct orders. How can and, you do that? And set off for adventure anyway. <laughs> well, what are they going to do? Are they going to stop him? But there's 11 other ships is what I'm... It's not just him taking a ship and leaving. It's right. him commanding 11 ships. That's right. So he must have had some influence at this point. Oh, for sure. I, I think they were about to cancel last minute, so it seems Oh, maybe he convinced he, them otherwise. Or or he didn't even tell them. Maybe. Or he just fluffed yeah, it. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Who knows what really happened? Seems like... Um, but he went he ahead did. anyway. That's the, that's the history of it. Hmm. All right. 
Uh, do we want to take a break here? Uh, we can we if you want to take a break. Yeah, let's take a quick break then. Okay, we'll be right back. Thank you for listening to that ad. If there was an ad in that break... We appreciate um, you. We appreciate it very much. I say this every time just because um, it helps support the podcast. If there was an ad, I say if because there might not be. There probably is not. And that's okay. <laughs> it just sounded like we said we're going to take a break and there was no break. Yeah. And we're right um, back to it. That's part of the platform. And uh, we're setting ourselves up hopefully for some success later on. Hell yeah. So uh, if there's an ad, thank you. If not, that's okay. We're going to keep it rolling. Well we're said. talking about Hernan Cortez um, and his conquering of the aztec empire <laughs> that's right and then where we last left off uh he was about to set an expedition of 11 ships and 500 men but it got canceled last minute but he decided to go ahead anyway against orders against orders that's right he wanted it he wanted adventure he wanted it anyway he wanted fame <laughs> so in uh 1519 cortez's ships reached the mexican coast of yucatan Mexico had been discovered by the Spanish just a year prior, and they were eager to settle it. Cortez was also interested in converting natives to Christianity. Huh. His view on the indigenous people was similar to the majority of Europeans of that day, which as is very... They were lower yes, than low. Yes, that they were inferior, inferior culturally, technologically, and religiously. Hmm. Uh, while in Cozumel, he was astounded to learn of the gruesome rituals, including human sacrifice of the natives and their many gods. He and his men removed and destroyed the pagan idols and replaced them with crosses and figures of the Virgin Mary. So this is really where I know a little bit here. This is like one of the greatest devastations um, that happened to the culture from everything I've read was the right. destruction of so much history. Of course. And idols and um, monuments and different things that they had that was perceived, again, like you said, it was bad, of course, human sacrifice, right? We can sure. say that now. And forcing will upon people. Right. You but know, this, like that. But this was one of the greatest devastations, I think, um, that I know of and that I've read that happened really during this was just the destruction of culture. Yeah. Um, in replacing it, like you said, he wanted to conquer it. He wanted to... Um, make it his. Make it in in his image that he thought it should be. Right. Um, and he, yeah, destroyed a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, which... Sucks. And history has shown us that many of these people like this are are not great. Like, looking back, they don't look good. Yeah, they don't look good in history. And I don't know how they... I guess they looked good in the time. Maybe. Or they seemed like they were of the era, so it made sense, maybe. But Sure. Um, it's always... I mean, that's probably with anybody. We're going to do that probably 100 years from now. Oh, for sure. But it still doesn't negate that fact of we lost a lot oh, from yeah. what I've uh, read and... Um, Really just a big devastation to that. Yes. So, And that story. So at Tabasco, Cortez was met with resistance from natives. Wow, shocker. Uh, he was quickly overpowered them, and the natives surrendered. They provided Europeans with food, supplies, and 20 women, including an interpreter called Mansalizen. Uh, La Malanchente La became an important figure in Cortez's life and legacy. She became bilingual, speaking Aztec and Mayan languages, which made her very useful to Cortez. Uh, she eventually learned Spanish and became Cortez's personal interpreter, guide, and mistress. Uh, she actually had pretty high status for both a woman and a native during this time in such a place among Spaniards. Hmm. Um, Cortez and La Melanchente had a child together named Martin, who is sometimes called El Mezitit. Mesito? Yeah, there's lots of names I don't know how to pronounce. Uh, but he was one of the first children of mixed indigenous and Spanish heritage. Huh. Uh, eventually, Cortez's Spanish wife came to Mexico. After her arrival, historians were unsure if Cortez continued to acknowledge her or Martin. Uh, it would seem his desire to maintain his reputation and standing amongst the Spanish community was stronger than his need to be a husband and father. Hmm. So, yes. So this is before he did the whole surprise thing. Is this yes? So this is before Still he. Still before he hasn't he hasn't arrived at um, Tikal. Is that the city? Yes. Tikal. Uh, Technicon. Technicon. Yes. Sorry, I thought it was Tikal. Okay, Technicon. Mm. Um, so this is before all that. This is him conquering other parts and other tribes. Yes. In the area along and, the way. Gotcha. And uh, after a few months in the Yucatan, Cortez headed west. On the southeastern coast, he founded Valacruz 
where he dismissed the authority of Velazquez and declared himself under the orders from King Charles I of Spain. Uh, he disciplined his men and trained them to act as a cohesive unit of soldiers. He also burned the ships to make retreat impossible. That's uh it's did a very motivating tactic. But did people want to leave, I'm assuming? I think that was the point, was if anybody had any thoughts about leaving, they're gone. Because now you have to survive. You have to do what you need to do here because there's no way to get back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand the the thought from someone doing it. I just... There probably was. There, there had. To, I'm assuming there was dissent in the first place because why would you even do that if there was none, right? So oh, there were sure. some people questioning what was going on, obviously... Yeah, that or, I mean, it is the ultimate motivator. I mean, it is a dick move, but it's the ultimate motivator, even if people were just having quiet doubts but about it. do you it. do it out of the blue, you know? Do you do that out of the blue thinking? Sure. I don't know. Maybe I, I would lead differently. There had, to be, there, had to be some, <laughs> there had to be some people that were ready to leave, go back home. You know what I mean? Like, that, that was, this wasn't, like, the, exactly the life that everybody wanted to lead. Yeah. I mean, there were hundreds of people there with him. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there was some a group of people that wanted to leave and go, and this was his way of solidifying that, like, okay, well, for you to survive now and see your family again, you're going to have to do what needs to be done. But what was his thinking, I wonder, with him? Like, was he thinking he's he doesn't want any backup ever? He's like, how does he get word to anybody back home? I don't know. You know? That is like, a that's good question. Like, how do you get word back home? Of, he cut himself off as well. Yeah. He's just like, okay, I'm here now forever. Okay. Maybe, maybe it quelled some of his. Yeah. Maybe he had doubts. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know inside the mind of uh, Cortez at the time. Yeah. Uh, but Cortez had heard of the Aztecs and knew that they and their leader, Montezuma II, were a primary force in Mexico. He arrived at the great Aztec capital of Tecnoclon in 1519. Although he was kindly received by the Aztec emperor, Montezuma, Cortez' intentions were less benevolent. He set out to rule them. Yeah. The yes. only reason, so this goes back to the Quetzalcoatl thing. Is it about to get into it? Yeah, I was just about to say that. Uh, unbeknownst to Cortez, his arrival coincided with an important Aztec prophecy. The Aztec god Quetzalcoatl, whom they credited with the creation of humans, among other notable feats, was set to return to Earth. Thinking that Cortez could be Quetzalcoatl, Montezuma greeted the, greeted the party with great honor. Yeah. So invited him in, but he happened to land on the exact time and day. I don't think it was a time, time and day. What Was it a time and day thing? I thought it was just the reason why, because from my perspective, if it is a time and day thing, tell me. Well, it says on here that the just arrival coincided. So around the time frame that this prophecy was supposed to be fulfilled yeah. for them, where Quetzalcoatl was supposed to come back huh. to Earth, uh, he shows up on their doorstep. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so Montezuma sent out on like envoys to meet the conquistador as he neared. The Aztecs were fascinated by the Spaniards' light skin and the sight of the men on horseback, which they described as beasts with two heads and six legs. Hmm. The Spanish fired shots, which stunned the natives and further intimidated them. Uh, so can you imagine air, yeah. seeing a gun and not knowing that thing existed? Something so dangerous? <laughs> yeah. Um Yes, so I wouldn't know what to think. Yeah, it's like uh So the Spanish fired shots. Uh Cortez entered the city, sacked it, and took Montezuma hostage immediately. Uh Lon Melichene helped Cortez manipulate Montezuma and rule Technoclon through him. It is also said that she informed Cortez on an Aztec plot to destroy his army. Well yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So the Spanish army had helped helped sacking the city. Though Cortez enslaved much of the native population, other indigenous groups were fundamental to his success. Among them were the people of Texaclaca, who helped him regroup and take Tecticlan. Um, The Aztecs were not always popular rulers among their subjected cities. When Cortez learned of this, he was able to use this to his advantage. Hmm. so dissent caused dissent That's among right. the tribes, and tribes, certain tribes helped them, certain tribes right. um, despised Montezuma, I'm sure. That's right. So uh, it's, it speaks of one specifically, which is hard to name, but a ruler in the city of uh, Texacla said he had an ally in Cortez and the opportunity to destroy the Aztec Empire, so he took it. 
Uh, they formed an allegiance, and Cortez was given several thousand warriors to add to his ranks. Hmm. While the Spaniards still had superior weaponry, guns, cannons, and swords, the additional knowledge on Aztec fighting styles and defenses given to them by the tribe, plus additional men, gave Cortez a helpful advantage. Yeah. That's so he right. got help from, I didn't realize he got help from other tribes. Oh, yes. He gathered the tribes around who knew about them. But yeah, you're talking about one of the more powerful civilizations. They taxed other ones because they were so powerful. Yeah. They did not, they had a lot of enemies. Well, yeah, with any big, I think, civilization like that, um, you're, if you're connecting tribes, you talked about this with Genghis Khan, right? You're, yes. You're, insta- you're installing a set of rules somehow. That's right. And there's going to be people, people that don't like it. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, well, obviously there's human sacrifice in there, so that's not like the best. <laughs> but I wonder what kind of uh, uh, leadership, I, w- I wonder what kind of subject, subjugation, what's the word there? Yeah. That uh, they inflicted, or w- was it a bad ruling? Like, well, was it mainly can, peaceful? You can assume by piecing together information that uh, the Aztecs worship, above all else, warrior people, like people that were good at fighting. And stuff like that. So it made sense that they basically conquered other smaller tribes, forced their will upon them. It was probably in the a, area. I, I, I knew. I do know it was like, like you said. Yeah, that's true. Yes, with the warriors being the high priority. That I mean, what are you going to do with warriors who are going to fight? So right, and that was that's what was that's what turned them into uh, the most powerful civilization in that area. Yeah, but it obviously didn't make you a lot of friends. Yeah, yeah. But you were able to tax them you know, have power over them, exert that. And so people don't like that. That yeah, makes sense. there's always going to be a descent. I'm sure there's already, always going to be a bottom few that don't like the top, even if it's... Of course. Yeah. So while Cortez held uh, Tecnoclon through Montezuma, a Spanish force from Cuba landed on the coast of Mexico. They had been sent by Valaquez to unseat Cortez. Mm. So that's the same person that he decided just to go ahead anyway. Uh, he came for Cortez. Wow, he crossed the That's right, he did. So when Cortez heard this, he took a garrison of Spanish and Tecticlan soldiers and marched them on the Spanish. Cortez defeated the Spanish force, but when he returned to Tecticlan, he was met with a shock. The Aztec people were in the midst of a full rebellion. Cortez and his men fled the city. Wow, so he, he get, went so far as to backstab, well, I mean, like, he's... It's not like he's yeah. not doing that all over the place here. Sure. But he did that so much as even on now, he's like, well, I'm not, who cares about the Spaniards, Spanish, my people that I came from, I'm going to go kill them. Well, they were they were coming him, right, going there to, to grab uns- him. Yeah, to grab him. But, I mean, at that <laughs> point, obviously, he's back against the wall in, in his mind. But still, at that point, he throws out all um, yes. pride Allegiances. of the country. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, yeah. most people are like, well, I'm going for the British, whatever, you're British, you're conquering. Sure. You know, you're doing it for that country. Yeah. He's doing um, it for himself. Yeah, at this point, he's like, well, That's right, he wanted it. the fame and glory. But that's, like, at that point, you you think he'd uh, give up that idea. Yeah, not so much. He was like, well, I'm going to go down fighting, or I'm going to go down I guess dying. So. <laughs> I guess he thought he could conquer that group. Come right back and still rule that and city. And that he would just live there forever. And become a rich emperor himself. Yeah. Uh, Weird. <laughs> yeah. But they were there long enough to start the smallpox epidemic in Tecticlon, however. So by Cortez's men, uh, one of Cortez's men contracted smallpox from a member of the force from Cuba. That soldier died during the Aztec rebellion. And then when his body was looted... An Aztec caught the disease, which spread like wildfire because the Aztec people had no immunity to it. So the Spaniards that came over, one of them had smallpox, yes. didn't know it. One of the people from, uh, yeah, yeah, from the other force Cortez's killed him, had him, yeah, got it, and then it spread amongst the people. That's right, and they had no immunity to all the diseases from the that side of the world. Wow. So with the help from the people from uh, Texcoca, Cortez's army regrouped and re-entered Tecticlon. They found that the city's society had crumbled. The Aztecs no longer trusted Montezuma, they were short on food, and the smallpox epidemic was underway. More than 3 million Aztecs died from smallpox. Along with a severely weakened population, it was easy for the Spanish to take it back. Uh, It is uncertain how Montezuma died. Some scholars state that disgusted with him, the Aztecs stoned him to death, Others, included indigenous scholars, asserted that the Spanish killed him. 
Yeah. Yes. So once the city had fallen, Cortez began building Mexico City on the ruins. He quickly became a preeminent city in the Spanish colonies, and many Europeans came to live there. As a result of his success, as of his success, King Charles I of Spain anointed Cortez as the governor of New Spain. What? So he ended hell? up getting glory anyway. I didn't know it. He actually rebuilt the city into, you said, Mexico City, would you yes. say? So modern-day Mexico City? Yes. Was founded It's built on by... the ruins of Tetaclan. And from Cortez. From Cortez coming over and conquering it, yes. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? That's right. No. <laughs> you don't like that? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't like it either, but, you I know. I don't. I don't like it. Um. Wow. That's and right. Then, so the Spain guy was like, well, screw it. Anoint him? Yeah. Well, I mean, he took over an entire city. Uh, Through smallpox? Yeah. I mean, it, it didn't matter the means. I know. And they didn't know that at the time, I'm sure, that that was the reason why they're weakened. They just thought they were able to uh, overpower them. They were lesser than. Right. I don't think they probably knew, wow, like, all these people are sad, sick. that's man. That's yeah. really sad. Yeah. I thought, I didn't, I thought he was going to have some, see his day. You thought he was going to see his day, huh? I thought. No. Does he not? Uh, oh, I have one last <laughs> uh, little bit one last that kind of explain bit. what happens to Cortez at the end of his life. Okay. So in uh, 1524, so governor. At this point, he is, sorry, I just want to do the math. Yes, he's the governor. He's four, 15 years plus 24 years, so he's 39. I think so. Okay. I think you're correct. Uh, Governor Cortez went to Honduras to quell a rebellion against him. He stayed for two years, and then he returned to Mexico as he found himself removed from power. But this always blows my mind, too. When people do, like, staycations to, like, go. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they go. <laughs> Stayca- uh, that's a funny way to put they it. stay for, like, oh, he went then went here for a year and a half. He went here for yeah, three yeah. years. It's like, um, that. Right. <laughs> it's a long amount of time. Right. But him leaving, when he came back, he was removed from power. Yeah. Uh, Cortez traveled years, to Spain. Man. So he went back to, to Spain to plead with the king, but he was never again anointed to governorship. Uh, Cortez, uh, Cortez's Spanish wife died, and he remarried twice, although never to La Men- Melangente. Yeah, yes. Uh, he fathered several children, and the uh, king did allow him to return to Mexico, albeit with less authority. Cortez explored the northern part of Mexico and discovered Baja California for Spain in the latter 1530s. And in 1540, he retired to Spain and spent much of his last year seeking recognition and rewards for his achievements. Frustrated and embittered, Cortez decided to return to Mexico. But before, however, he could do that, he died of pleurisy in 1547. So he was 50, so he's 62, 61, sorry. Yeah, so he so he did kind of get his day. No, sixty two. Sorry, <laughs> he kind of did get his day there. Um, all the achievements and all the things that he wanted, uh, all see, the glory and power that he wanted, uh, he never got. Well, he, he lost. had it for a period of time, and it was that two years where he went away. It's a long time to be gone, man. I guess so. Like you leave, you leave your 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 little city you built off of the backs <laughs> of like genocide and. You expect you're going to return back to it. And obviously two years. Like if you left for two years, Jake. Yeah. I'd probably find a different podcast host. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? (laughs) You better not. You better be waiting for me. But like if you just left for two years, I mean, I. (laughs) There's a possibility. Yeah. That I'm kicked out of the podcast. Probably. Yeah. I get it. That would be my thinking. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little different than that. But yes, I see your point. You know, you, well, we built this together, right? And then <laughs> right. you leave for two years. I don't know if you're going to come back to you right, being exactly. a part. But part of me, made it made me happy to hear that, obviously, uh, it didn't turn out for him how he wanted at the end. You're soaking up his uh, demise, yeah. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, but his demise doesn't even seem like a demise to me. It seems no. like he kind of just got off the hook. I mean, he kind of did. I mean, I don't know that anybody recognized the horrific acts he did either. I don't know if it was recognized how much, like, what kind of uh, things he did, or how many people died. Like you said, how many people died sure. for this? I wonder. I don't. I wonder what was known, or what wasn't, or what was oh, sure. swept under the rug and was like, well, he's no longer in power. He's fine though. Right. I think the smallpox thing is the thing that blows my mind the most, just because three million 
Aztecs died from that alone. Yeah. And I, I am interested to know if like they knew that they like that they had made them sick or that they know like again like i don't know how much was known back then if they maybe were like yeah somehow being around us makes them sick and they're weaker now because it's us we did this yeah or if it was just like why are they all sick this is an easy chance to take down weak prey and then did boasted about it never thought a thing about it three million of them died like indirectly or directly by that cause yeah so that's always weirdly fascinating in history uh i just want to know whether they knew that yeah uh if they, they were bringing that 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 was even a factor yeah I, I i i i'm curious to know that as well i wonder what the signs are for smallpox what the signs are yeah like do you get i'm assuming is it like chicken pox do you see red oh, dots do you yeah. know what i mean like well let's, let's look it up this is pretty well known smallpox <laughs> um epidemic I'm, yeah, pretty sure. But uh, the fact that he was, so he died at 61. He lived pretty long life uh, for the 1400, 14th century. He did. And then he kind of died in obscurity, but yes. he, he, he. For a still, short little bit of time, he had some power. For 20 years, man. Mm-hmm. He he came back when he was 30. So he maybe he was, if he went there and um, like you said he was like, what, 25, 30? And then. By forty, by forty years old, he was kind of he was out of power, but he had a good ten year stint of wreaking havoc. Yeah, you know? I yeah. don't know. So okay, so makes me upset. Uh, to be smallpox. In addition to flu like symptoms, patients also experience a rash that appears first on the face, hands, and forearms, then later uh, everywhere else. Um, everywhere so, else. Yeah. So rashes, small bumps, blisters, scabs, or scarring, um, skills, vomiting. Wow, it, it sounds. Rough. horrible it sounds horrible um yeah and i believe smallpox is uh i don't know i think it was that or the measles too that leave like prominent like they don't heal over like the scars from mm-hmm. those the, the actual pox themselves yeah actually create scars that, well, that stay was, with you it's the reason why you don't um it's the same with like acne scars i believe chicken pox is the same way the reason you don't scratch is because you can leave scars hmm. but i never had chicken pox because i got the chicken pox vaccine did you yes. know that? What? I got the chicken pox vaccine. You got the chicken pox vaccine. Yeah. I actually had chicken pox. I've never had chicken pox. Really? Yeah. That means you have the opportunity for shingles. And that means I have the opportunity, but it doesn't opportunity. mean... <laughs> you, have the, you have the possibility of right. shingles. It doesn't mean you will. But I, I don't know if I got it at a later date. Uh, you, I don't, you've never had shingles, I don't think. No, not shingles. I'm talking about... <laughs> God, we're getting off topic. It's okay. We went from smallpox to chickenpox yeah. to shingles. There Shing- you go. Chickenpox. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I got the vaccine later mm. for future, uh, but I remember uh, having it once. I believe Jesse and Jared both had it once as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have two other brothers for those who don't know. Oh, that's right. I've never, we've we're never really like, talked about that, have we? <laughs> we've never My really bad. got it into our lives. We're just having a real conversation here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. You were, you were around for the vaccine, Jeffrey. I was around. Young enough for that? <laughs> yeah. Young uh, enough to have it. But yeah, and then there's a smallpox vaccine. That yeah, kids take. I would hope. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> so that's, I think it's been mostly eradicated. That's, that isn't the one that's been having a small comeback, is it? No, I saw a thing about the Black Pit Plague the other day in California. Yes, that is, uh, you're right, there has been, but... Um, Which is... Pretty terrifying. Apparently, smallpox. We're now going to get under our disease. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, smallpox is extremely rare, with fewer than less than a thousand cases uh, per year in the U.S. Yeah. So I thought it was maybe extinct. Mm. Um, but yeah. So I guess there was like a thousand, but so it's very rare for it to be around. But uh, yeah. So Hernan Cortez, look at this photo. That's right. Look at his face. Wow. <laughs> Wow, the hairline. So I'm assuming this is like an accurate photo. I would, I would think. Yeah. So th- for those, again, we'll post this on our Twitter and Facebook of course. and Instagram, so you can look at what we're looking at, um, so you can see the man uh, that we're discussing. So from what I gather here too, so with Quetzalcoatl, just touching back to on that, um, because he was fair skinned, like I mm-hmm. mentioned ahead, and then um, Cortez is also fair skinned. It looks like yes. It made that was the reason why they had the connection of oh. This, this could is, be him. This could be him, or this could be his descendant, you know, all that kind right. of stuff. So. And look what it led them. Yeah. Look where it led them. Yeah, trust, blind trust of the of people, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's kind of horrible to say, but... Of conquerors. Yeah, you don't like sh- uh, sh- wolf in sheep's clothing. It's pretty bad yeah. statement there for him. 
Yeah, it is true. Uh, there also, uh, we had another post up that showed, uh, I thought was a really great picture right there to the right, uh, the big one on the yep. side. Yep. Uh, I would like to post that one too. Uh, it's to, a photo of Montezuma. Yeah, Montezuma the second, and some of his... Uh, his people following him around, fanning him. It's a like depiction, though, so we don't know. Again, this is not of like course. a real <laughs> I just like the art. photo. Same. Uh, it kind of gives me an idea, obviously. Uh, yeah. Of the man. Of the man himself. <laughs> That's how you imagine he'd be. I used to play the Civilization game. You play as Montezuma a lot. Yeah, I'd, play Mon- I'd play as Montezuma. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I had, I'd, at that point, I didn't know about Hernan Cortez again. I, again, do you ever, you've ever seen the movie El Dorado? Yeah, we've seen the movie together. Yes. Um, that Great was movie. My, that was my image of Cortez. That was your image of Cortez? And he was a bad man, which Dude. he was a bad man. Yeah. So, but he didn't look anything like the cartoon when I just looked at his photo. Well, no, I mean, in, in, you know, in drawing cartoons, he has to be bigger than life. And he was evil. Yes. In, in that movie. I um, mean, it sounds like he was kind of evil. Here. No, yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> so I mean, for sure, eh, accurate maybe, but uh, yeah, good movie by the way. If you haven't seen uh, Road to El Dorado, uh, you should see it. <laughs> Some history in there, I guess. <laughs> Is there? I, I don't know, but it's great, and it's it's an Aztec. I do no, but I do believe Cortez was searching for the lost city of gold. What was the city of gold? Um, yeah, El Dorado. El Dorado. Yeah, sorry, I just said the name. I believe there was a story of him actually searching for it right that yes. was part of the history I, of that? I do believe that there was rumored of a uh city of gold a maybe. city of gold yeah in that area and so it, it definitely led to uh a lot of explorers going over there promising that they'd find it yeah and then they'd come back a rich man yeah uh and yes and give all the golden riches back to the country to the country to which the, is the what king or queen which or, is what yeah. led to a lot of people going yeah go ahead my god Go over there. Take Make, all the gold from the Americas, please. Make the expedition, yeah. Exactly. Wow. What a That's guy. Right. Hernan Cortez. That's right. And I have done... Uh, it's just interesting doing this again and relearning it myself because I had obviously done... Uh, I think I did like a research paper on it once in school. Oh, did you? Yeah. And so, did you get an A? <laughs> I think I did. I think I did. What grade was this? I'm about uh, to quiz you. Gosh, it might have been it might have been middle school man like eighth middle grade. Middle school eighth grade, okay. I think I did a paper on it and then I think I even learned about it again in college in the history course that I took. Oh, okay. Uh, so it was reviewed but obviously in greater detail. And then I think that just it just came up for me that I was like, "Oh, that's what I should do." Yeah. Uh, cuz I like the story and uh it was one that was semi familiar. Again, I just know the the other side of it from yeah. the Aztec side. Of course. Of it. And I don't I, even I didn't I never knew about really his life. I didn't know um, that he was influenced by Christopher Columbus. Right. Um, I didn't know that he even touched on the city of, uh, what was the city? You just mentioned that he, Christopher Columbus founded. Hispaniola. Hispaniola. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, so that's a good notes I'm taking away here. That's right. So, yeah. So the awfulness of Christopher Columbus inspired other explorers to go like him or the legend of him inspired. Yeah. Uh, other explorers like him and inspired people like Cortez to come over and look for themselves. Crazy. And do some exploration. So, yeah. Well, I appreciate you bringing in Hernan Cortez. Of course. Um, a little casual history. <laughs> That's for right. you guys today. Just a little casual history for you guys. I appreciate all the listeners, by the way. I, d- I wanted to say this, um, especially on the last one, Genghis Khan is our most popular so far. It's yeah. Bowman, which is crazy. Dude, so I've been I, watching that. I appreciate everybody who's uh, into it. I there's a lot of effort in that and effort in every podcast we do. That's so right. It always means uh, a lot when we see, Oh, people, people are listening. Yeah, people, people care. Listen. Yeah. I mean, we kind of did this with the, the mindset of, well, if people listen, that's fine. Or that's not. right. That's what we, <laughs> we really just, did. We kind of just want to do this cause we want to do it. Um, but when people do, it always does feel good. Of course. Cause of course. Hey, we did yeah. that. <laughs> so this is just our, you know, our announcement that we really appreciate you guys. And thank you guys for listening and hope you continue listening and we can hope to keep bringing you interesting things and uh, something new that you could uh, tell to somebody else. Yeah, a little Some facts, a little uh, more information. I do, and I, I, I always do this, but just like with the last Genghis Khan one, when I said we're going to do Genghis Khan, yeah. um, I am going to do 
Quetzalcoatl and the lost civilization, supposedly, that might, there's a conspiracy of where it came from. There's a whole depth there that I want to do. Dude, and you need to. This, I could tell just by your energy. This gets me excited. The when Just mentioning the name Quetzalcoatl gets me hyped. <laughs> well, you need to do an episode, man. I'm going to, and I just, okay. I'm making that a statement, and it kind of keeps myself accountable. Of course. Um but Keep if, them accountable, guys. If you guys want to hear that next week, let me know. Like, send us a tweet or Facebook if that's what you want to hear next that's week. Right. Or I'll, if you have something else, let us know because I'll do it. Um, I have the next Sunday's Deep Dive podcast. Heck yeah. And uh, yeah, let me know what's what's going on. <laughs> well, perfect. All right, man. Another podcast. Another this is episode 31, by the way. 31? Yeah. Wow, it's going by so fast. Yeah. I can't believe we've done 31 of these. I remember when we just sat down and we were just like, yeah, we're going to start this. And I didn't know how many we were going to do. For those who don't hear the dog barking in the background, oh, that's yeah. Jacob's pup, Wyatt. <laughs> who uh, knows there are people in a room where the door is closed. So yeah. he's he's letting them have it. He just wants to add his... Uh, yeah. He doesn't want to be by himself. What's he doing? He wants to be added to history. <laughs> of course. He needs to be recorded. All right. Well, that's all for today, I guess. Thanks right. for listening, everybody. If you like what you hear, make sure to give us a rating and review. Um, find us on socials at Casual X History. That's right. If you have a suggestion for what to talk, what we want to, uh, what we you would like to see us talk about, give us a a tweet or a a, a comment. That's right. And, and uh, also, if you don't mind uh, giving us some sort of rating, it takes two seconds on uh, podcast. If you just click five stars, that's all you have to do. You don't have to log in or do I'll anything. I'll take four uh, or four. Honestly, uh, take all three that, and a half, if I'm being honest, <laughs> all of that helps us so much. You have no idea in the algorithm and uh, creates more people to listen. Yeah, a better community. A better community That's for what we're everybody. To build here, so, so uh, yeah, thank you guys again. And uh, I will be seeing you next Wednesday for my five minute history. That's right.